one to the Building Code Board of Appeals meeting for uh, 30 August 2023. My name is Jason Lady, Deputy Code Official and Manager of the Building Safety Division. Uh, I am the division's uh, staff liaison to the Building Code Board of Appeals and will help facilitate the Zoom video portion of this meeting. We'll work alongside the chair, Sarah Jane Scott, to facilitate the meeting's proceedings. I have a few housekeeping items for today's meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn off your video. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. You will be able to hear the meeting. When you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can just send a chat to me. The city reserves the right to mute any persons or individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Board members, this meeting has been called for your consideration as to the appeal by Mr. William Lehman regarding a decision of the Building Safety Division requiring Mr. Lehman to utilize a licensed contractor in his remodel of the property at 1510 Wedgwood Drive. You all have been presented an agenda report along with supporting documentation from the Building Safety Division. Code official Brian Jimenez will present the city summary of events and how the department came to this determination. At that time, Mr. Lehman will be allotted time to provide any response to staff comments as well as any supporting documentation and or justification regarding his appeal. Before we get started and I turn the meeting back over to our chair, is there any board member that would have a conflict of interest in this matter? Nope. All right. The board must have at least six members um, to constitute a quorum, and we are over that. We have nine. Yeah. Kevin Neal and Wines, we got no. eight. Eight. Okay, we have eight. So we do constitute a quorum. As a courtesy reminder, please remember to identify yourself by name before making any comments during the meeting. Um, I will read the agenda item report before we get started. And then I'll turn it over to the chair. So this agenda item report, the recommendations are to consider upholding staff's decision to deny a third building permit to Mr. William Lehman, 1510 Wedgwood Drive, based on the facts outlined with the memorandum and is presented to the Building Code Board of Appeals. The executive summary is the planning and development services denied Mr. William Lehman a third owner-occupied building permit for the one-story single-family house at 1510 Wedgwood Drive. Due to his inability to complete any work on the two previous building permits that were issued to him, Mr. Lehman has been directed to obtain licensed contractors for future building permits and metals for the property. Um, just real quick, Mr. Lehman, um, I did want to ask this question before we get started. Um, we have had some previous conversations in which um, you had made note that this appeal was so that you don't have any problem with obtaining a future owner-occupant permit on any other property. No, that's not exactly correct. But um, in, in general, it's like there's two things. One is, of course, I disagree with the, the decision. Um, and what the other part that I spoke to you about in the future um, would be for this property or any other property. So it's 
inclusive rather than exclusive hope. You know, you just stated. So I want to make sure that's clear. Okay, that's fine. Other than that, yes. So you do forward. You do wish to go forward with the appeal process. That is correct. Yes, sir. Got it. Noted. Financial impact or the alignment to the strategic plan is strong, welcoming neighborhoods. Financial impact has no financial impact on the city. The action requested by the board is to consider denying Mr. Layman's building permit application as an owner occupant submittal due to the facts as outlined within the memorandum presentation and require him to hire a licensed contractor to perform all work that requires a contractor to be licensed with the planning and development services department. So question for the for staff. You say strong welcoming community? The strong welcoming neighborhoods. That is in the alignment with the uh, strategic plan. The city's could you explain that for us? Well, the city's strategic plan gives these um parameters, parameters, guidelines. yeah, guidelines as far as it, uh, as far as what the goals are to align. So building safety kind of falls within that strong welcoming neighborhoods by building those buildings that are not a blight on the community. Um, having those structures that, and, and same with, uh, go to so is, is the city viewing the permit then as a process for the elimination of the building? Well, that's, that's in the agenda item report is that there is, there has been a, uh, an ordinance or, um, the, the resolution as approved by the city commission to demo the house. And then how does the building permit? fit into that the building permit fits into that just throughout the case of uh that we allowed mr layman to proceed past that to allow him to resolve the situation instead of requiring the city to demo the house but if, if there's a permit that's issued or not issued let's say a permit is issued is he now or are you now prevented from taking the efforts to to condemn and remove the property yes and that was the goal so if it was if there's I, I, a building I can, permit I, issued, I can answer that question hold on so if there's a building permit issued you're then precluded from destroying his building or is that just evidence toward whether you can or can't no we would be precluded from removing the building because we would we would allow him to proceed on with the construction of the building. The process right now is that we've denied the owner occupant form, and that's where we're at here today. Mm -hmm. Let's decide whether we can deny the owner occupant form, and he is required to have a licensed contractor to do this work because we have had multiple subsequent permits here where the work has not been completed. Right. Um, and I mean, you would where, agree, sir, that you've had multiple permits and you didn't perform the work under them. I would disagree with that. You would disagree with that. Um, there's in the agenda, it talks about how I'd requested a electrical inspection. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was not done because of the weather. It was during, I think, February, March, January, somewhere now. It has in there. Okay. And so they canceled it, went to reschedule it again, and they said no. And so then that was the beginning of the other. So if we, okay. so that'll be an issue to discuss. Right. So if we could real quick, um, I'm going to go ahead and turn the meeting over to the chair, Sarah Jane, um, and then the order of the meeting that would happen at this point would be that Brian would present the city's stance on this, 
and how we came to this determination. And then Mr. Lehman would be allowed to uh, speak in his defense. And then we would open it up to public comment and if there is any public comment. And then from there, the board would go ahead and uh, have discussion. During that discussion, none of which um, you could ask questions back to staff or to Mr. Lehman, but we would not interrupt your discussion without a question coming from the board. And that way you can have the discussion, you can vote, you can make your decision and go from there. Yeah, at the conclusion so, of that discussion, someone make a recommendation to vote on the matter and then we would do that vote and go and that would conclude the hearing. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, Sarah Jane. Thank you, Jason. Um, so again, for clarity and for brevity, um, we'll start by um, Brian will give us a brief history of the packet and where we are. Um, which includes the denial of the owner-occupied permit, not every permit, but the owner-occupied permit. And then we'll deal with up to 10 minutes for Brian to explain how we got here, and then 10 minutes for you, sir, for, for your response. Um, and go if there another item comes up, like a demo permit, we'll uh, address that separately, but we'll start with Brian's original packet information. Sure, I appreciate it. I'll start now. Um, I think everyone knows who I am. I would like to take a real quick moment to introduce two additional staff that are in the room. Her name Westcott is our code compliance supervisor. She's identified in the memorandum. And then next to her on her right is Julie Wyatt as a code compliance officer. She's um, identified in the memo quite a bit through the initial first part of the memo. Um, as, as If you've read the memo, it's, it's quite um, detailed, many dates in there. Um, I'm not going to bore you and go through bullet point by bullet point of each date. I did highlight some important time factors. I did um, provide some headers in the memo that sort of break it down for you to understand the sequence of events. So I'm just going to hit on the highlights and go from there. And then, like Jason said, if you have any questions for follow-up or clarification, I'll be more than happy to answer those. So um, we're talking about 1510 Wedgewood. We've, we've had this property in our office since October the 11th, 2017, or a couple months short of six years. The, the way we got that is Julie Wyatt, who I just um, recognize, um, she began a code case for the condition of the property. Um, and that's pretty evident. There's pictures attached that we show that you had um, access to. And we also took pictures last week, the week before, that shows the current condition of the property. Um, Julie worked with Mr. Lehman, um, to, to get a building permit, so, um, and then that happened all through uh, 2018. Um, on April 27th, Mr. Lehman submitted his first building permit application to our department for review. Um, there is the owner-occupant form that Mr. Lehman has signed on all of his permit applications. There's language in the city code, chapter five, article 17, 5-1707, that talks about license or not required. And I'll read this to you real quick. A license is not required for work that's performed by the owner occupant of a property whose use is restricted to single family residence, which this is. The owner's occupant shall agree to procure all the required permits, confirm all applicable codes and ordinances, request all required inspections at the proper intervals, and provide all corrections as deemed necessary. We have that owner-occupant form in there. Most, most 
often for people that want to build a house as their own owner-occupied house, they can track land. That is the main reason that code language is there um, because those people are going to act as their own contractor and they're going to build a house and they're going to live in it. I believe that form says you need to live there for a one-year duration after the completion of the permit. But in all honesty, um, I don't believe our office has ever verified and did a, a follow-up check on that. That's really hard to do. So I just want to let you know that's the code language that exempts someone from getting our um, licensed contractors for our owner-occupied structure. Um, so on May 3rd, 2018, we issued our first billing permit to Mr. Lehman. On October, October 31st of the same year, we granted an extension with the expiration date of November 13th, 2018. During that time, there was no requested inspections for any work and for the whole duration of that building permit. We granted him a second extension on that building permit with the date of April 30th, 2019. And Brian? Yeah. To verify that there was no work done, what, what did the city do? Um, we track all of our inspections uh, chronologically in our database. Um, we will have the date that's uh, requested, the date that's inspected, the inspector who did it, and what type of inspection it is. So with a structure like this, where it's it's basically the framing is what we got, um, it could be many things. Um, it could be a stack out plumbing, a, a stack out um, mechanical, it, it could be electrical work, it could be um, additional framing that the owner did on it. So basically right now we have a shell of building. So it may not follow the typical inspection protocol as you starting brand new, for example, a slab foundation, a footing, a, a basement uh, foundation, and then, you know, framing and all that. So that we track that um, through our system. And we have, I think- track, it's, track it through inspections. Through inspections, yes. that's correct. So we granted the second inspect in, uh, um, second extension, excuse me, with the um, expiration date of April 30th, 2019. Um, we still did not um, get any type of work completed or request inspections where staff went out, looked at the uh, work, and either denied it or approved that inspection. Julie White continued to work with Mr. Lehman. Oh. Um, Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, we wouldn't shut it off. Appreciate phones. Please mind be silenced. Um, Everyone quietly. On, on November 15, 2019, an employee that was our senior plans examiner, Andy Jones, he retired last September, about a year ago, um, contacted uh, Mr. Lehman, contacted and spoke with Mr. Jones about submitting a, a new building permit. As, as, as I stated earlier, the previous one expired. Um, that led to a second billing permit submittal, which was 1-19-02090. Um, that was submitted on 8, November 18th, 2019. Um, that permit was never issued because uh, we had some review comments and the applicant did not follow through. So after a period of 180 days, that permit just became uh, that permit application. We closed it out. We moved on. Occasionally that happens. Um, Mr. W Ms. White continued to work with Mr. Lehman after that period of time. I won't go through all those um, details that are listed there for your for your review, if you wish, right under the heading of um, submitted in subsequent events, page six of 45. Um, 
That took us through the end of 2019. That took us to 2020. On September 9, 2020, Ms. White inspected the property of the uh, uh, inspected the property, and once again, we found no nothing had changed. I confirmed with Mr. Jones on September 9, 2020, the same day that there had been no additional contact with Mr. Lehman on our fan review staff, and therefore um, we continued to a search warrant on September 23, 2020. We applied that through the Douglas uh, District Court of Douglas County. We were issued it. We executed that warrant from that date. Uh, we took pictures of the interior and exterior of the property to show the uh, dilapidation, deterioration. Those pictures are in your packet. Um, basically, as I mentioned before, the structure is framed. Um, um, inside, it's, it's obviously not livable. Um, it's not habitable by code. Um, and so we did that inspection on the 23rd. On, the 9th, on November 19th of 2020, I then took it to the Historic Resources Commission, which is often identified as the HRC. It is in the environs, historic environs of the Oak Hill Cemetery. So if we were to tear it down, we need their blessing. On November 19th, they gave our blessing and they determined unanimously that the demolition of the house if required would not significantly encroach on damage or destroy the landmark of the environs. So we did that step. To, we, we had to do that. We could not proceed if we had to go that route without their approval. On April 6th, I presented a resolution 7364 to the commission, which set a public hearing date of June 1, 2020, for resolution 7368 to be presented to the commission for adoption, which would declare the structure as unsafe and dangerous in accordance with Kansas State Statute 12-1750. <laughs> On June 1st, 2021, the City Commission, on a 5-0 vote, adopted 7368 resolution, which gave Mr. Lehman until July 1, 2021, a month later, to obtain all required building permits and commence the repair of the structure. So when we took that to the Commission, we didn't want to tear it down. We said, fix it, or that's the end result. We just can't let it continue to stay here in that condition. Yeah. Um, as you can imagine, the was that, was that voted Berger? Was that voted on by the commission? That was voted on commission. Or was it consent? No, it was on regular agenda. Okay. I presented it to the uh, to the um, commission. Uh, Mr. Lehman was there. He made comments. The commission then had a public comment. I don't know. If, I can't remember off the top of my head if there was much, if any public comment. They brought it back to the commission and they did the vote. So it was on the regular agenda. So that takes us to 29 days later on June 30th, he submitted his third building permit, 1-21-01053. That permit was issued on July 14th, and that permit expired on January 10th, 2022. Mr. Lehman had made comment to you earlier before we started my presentation, and it also made comment in his appeal letter that we erred in canceling that inspection because the permit expired on September 5th of 2022. There, that is correct because we gave him another extension after we told him we couldn't issue the electrical permit inspection because the permit had expired two months earlier. So the permit was extended to September 5th. Uh, and at that take time, there, back there. Lee, Lee, you're, yeah, I don't know if I have either. Hey, you're need a mute, Lee. 
Thank you, Jameer. So let, let me backtrack here. Um, so on March 3rd, Timberley French, our plans examiner, emailed Mr. Lehman to advise the electrical inspection schedule for March 7th was scheduled to air by one of our newer admin people in the front office. That's one of our problems. Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. That's one of our system failures. You can schedule a permit on a closed permit. Inspection. Sorry. Excuse me. An inspection on a closed permit. We caught it very quickly, and the email was sent out to him advising the permit was expired. But we turned around and in good faith and gave him another opportunity with extending the permit to September 5th. Nothing happened during that, that next six months. That permit was then closed out. So that takes us to a, a, um, a May 17th, 2023 staff meeting. I was not in attendance with that meeting. We're almost at the conclusion of my memo, other than the fourth building permit application. And I will let Jason Lady um, handle that because I um, will let him speak because he was there in person and he can explain how that transpired um, earlier this in early summer. So we requested a meeting on uh, May 17, 2023, with Mr. Lehman. Um, it was here, held here at PDS. Um, Trini was present, um, Julie Wyatt was present, and also one of our other code enforcement officers, Dan Johnson, was present at the meeting. Um, at that meeting, we had spoke with Mr. Lehman about um, whether he wanted to proceed with the owner-occupant form or and and or not, I had also advised him that building safety's, um, that the building safety division's decision at that point was that you have had subsequent permits and that we were gonna require a contractor. During that meeting, Mr. Lehman um, confirmed that he would um, hire a contractor. And, um, and he would complete the work under the scope um, of the building permit with the contractor instead of the owner-occupant. Um, he had also advised uh, during that meeting that he had had some other physical issues, um, that he probably wouldn't be able to complete the work himself anyway, so he kind of wanted to hire a contractor for that reason as well. Um, but he was in agreement at the end of that meeting and during, during and at the end of that meeting that he would hire a contractor and agreed to at that point. Um, Mr. Lehman agreed to the deadline of the June 1st, 2023 to obtain the building permit. Um, that building permit was not obtained by June um, 1st, but we also worked with Mr. Lehman because he submitted it on May 22nd of 2023 is when he submitted that fourth building permit application. So we also worked with him. Um, we had subsequent uh, telephone conversations as well in which uh, I had spoke with Mr. Lehman and uh, talked to him about his appeal because he had discussed wanting to appeal the decision now of uh, not being allowed to uh, use the owner-occupant form. And one of his statements to me specifically was that I have to appeal this because you're not gonna allow me to use the owner-occupant form on a future project. And I assured Mr. Lehman that that was not the case, that if he had a future residence um, and wanted to use the owner-occupant form on another address, 
uh, in the future. If he was not going to be living at this one, then he could in the future, and it wasn't going to be a problem for us. Um, so the other thing uh, Mr. Lehman discussed during the subsequent telephone conversation was uh, the fact that uh, he had kind of was still undecided whether he was going to rent the place out or whether he was going to live there. Well, in, in making the statement, well, I don't know if I'm going to rent the place out. Well, then if you're going to rent the place out, then you're not going to be the owner-occupant. So the owner-occupant form now doesn't even apply. Um, it's not even in the conversation. It has to be a licensed contractor that performs the work on the remodel. Um, and that leads us into the uh, kind of the fourth building permit. Brian, do you want to take it back from there or do you want me to finish that fourth building permit? Go ahead. Okay. Just as a, as a timeline sure. issue, Berger, um, at this point in time, has the commission still conditioned or, or, or stated that they will not tear down the building if a permit is issued? Or was that just applicable to the state? I can answer that question. I've been over demolitions in the city for about 20 years now. We have always worked with owners to successfully try to rehab. I'm not questioning accommodation. The question, I mean, originally. Resolution stands for the duration of the property. They give us the guidance and leeway to make good decisions. So we can, once they sign that resolution, we can proceed with demolition if we choose, we, we could have proceeded with a demolition between the year gap that he contacted us. We chose not to. Right, right. We, I have no ill will against Mr. Lehman. I want him to succeed. What, whether a permit is issued or not, you right. still have the power yes. to demolish. Yes. I mean, if a permit was issued and we're five months into it and not a darn thing would happen, we have the power to de demolish. And the only time that a permit was a, was a prohibition on demolishing was the one vote by the city commission that has since expired and is no longer limiting you to what you can or can't do, right? That's correct. It's basically, the, the I guess the easiest way to look at it, that resolution to demolish stands as long as that property remains in that condition, if that makes sense. Right. I, I would ask real quick, since training was involved, do you wish to say anything additionally? I will just um, second what Jason said from the May 17th meeting. That was that meeting took place at my request um, to speak about this property and others. And Mr. Lehman was, as far as I was concerned, more than understanding with a June 1st deadline that he must submit or have a contractor submit a building permit application. Um, I reiterated several times in that meeting that June 1 was the deadline, <clears throat> pardon me, and that we would not issue a permit to him as owner-occupied based on the history. He was in full understanding of those statements and failed to meet the June 1 deadline. Who, who executed the search warrant? The search Brian warrant. and Julie. We, Julie and I executed the search warrant. And, um, Did you find any evidence of it being occupied? No. It, um, uh, the pictures, um, no, there were some construction tools in there. Uh, there were some, uh, if I recall, in one of the bedrooms, you know, those are very small houses that have the same footprint all the way up and down the street. Um, it was gutted. Um, there was nothing in working order. The kitchen was, was not there. 
it was basically down to the studs. There were some wall coverings, um, but no, there was no evidence that um, that anyone could live there legally or or, or had been living there. What's that? Or had been living? No, there was no evidence to suggest anyone. There was no bed, no clothing. Um, the the bathroom was completely um, not usable. Okay. Um, it was pretty much just, um, there was a bathtub there, but you could tell that it had not been used in quite some time. There's. Um, we've been more than welcome to pass. I've read the packet. Okay. Yeah, there's no, I, I had no concern that someone was living there. So on May 22nd, 2023, Mr. Lehman submitted his fourth building permit application again. Once again, he listed himself as the owner occupant after our conversation back in May, um, where Mr. Lehman agreed to um, that he would not perform himself and he would hire contractors. Um, Mr. Lehman was informed the following day that the permit would not be approved without obtaining licensed contractors. Uh, again, during those follow-up telephone conversations between myself and Mr. Lehman. Uh, Mr. Lehman had stated he was working on hiring a contractor, had not obtained one to date, had was uh, planning on backups to uh, backups on contractors and would continue to go down the list uh, to hire a contractor. Um, he talked about that he was probably planning on renting out the residence and not residing there, which I said earlier would negate the uh, occupant form uh, to begin with. Uh, per their own occupant form, the uh, applicant agrees to reside in this dwelling unit for a minimum of one year from the date of completion. On June 7, 2023, Mr. Lehman left a voicemail attached uh, to the agenda on uh, Ms. Westcott's phone advising he was appealing the decision, but was only because he did not uh, want the denial to affect future properties on anything moving forward. He was advised he would still hire a light, or he advised that he was still going to hire licensed contractors to complete the work on this property. Uh, we do have that voicemail up on the screen right now. And if anybody would like to listen to that voicemail, we can proceed with that. Otherwise, we will not know what does. Anybody like to listen to that voicemail? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let uh, uh, Code Official Brian Jimenez finish out the conclusion and uh, so I, I, I won't go into great detail my conclusion. I think it speaks for it. So um, I think uh, we have been very um, lenient, very um, in, um, forgiving and in, in, in ability to work on these permits that were issued. Um, I think the chronology sim simply it easily identifies we've spent a great deal of time and resources and effort trying to get this property rehabbed. Um, it, every extension was met with no work done. We had no other options to post permits. In May of this year, we finally came to a conclusion as a group. This wasn't my own decision. I defer to my staff quite often to get their expertise advice. We saw no way we could continue forward with issuing a third building permit to, as an owner occupant when we had no belief that one, Mr. Lehman, was going to do the work in a timely manner as that section 5-1707 says, and based on the previous history and facts as described in the memo. So I will end with that, other than we are ready to proceed with the demolition of seven ordinance, or excuse me, resolution, it's, it's incorrect on the memo, I apologize for that, it's resolution 7368. So what we're here today for is we're asking the board to uphold our decision not to issue Mr. Lehman 
a third owner building permit. Is it the city's position that it was denied because he's not an owner occupant or because he has a history of not following through something else? I would say it's a collective of everything, not following through. And, and we have no, uh, as the 5-1707 says, all required inspections at the proper intervals. We haven't had one inspection scheduled and either denied or approved since the first billing permit was issued. Zero. So if there was any work that was done that was completed that needs inspection, we weren't advised of it. So other than the electoral permit that was scheduled in air. If he applies on a different property that he's occupying, why wouldn't you deny him there based on the same history? That's a great point. So that's, that's also a, kind of the secondary issue well, of the appeal? Yeah, let me answer that real quick. If he applies for a different permit, and this property is still in progress, you can't be owner-occupied at two locations, so something's wrong with one of those properties. Well, I'm, I'm assuming this gets demoed, just playing out the tape. He lives someplace else, and he makes an application at that other location. Jay, Jason informed him that we would not hold this property against him. We would... We would um, I respect Jason's decision on that. I don't have an ob ob objection right. to that. Once again, it shows us willing to work with them. I, I think for owner occupants, we would accommodate every effort for them to have the ability to perform that owner occupied work. And, uh, and if they showed the inability to, um, then, you know, then we have the right to you know, pull that back as as the city and as the building safety department. So um, where in where in the Muni code does it say that you have the discretion to deny? So it, it says um, in the uh, owner occupant form itself. It says it is my understanding that uh, I we may be required to obtain the services of a licensed contractor to complete the job in the event the inspector determines that there is a lack of ability to follow the codes. When you talk about the lack of ability to follow the code, that includes the city code, which specifically says that you're going to have these inspections at regular intervals. If you're unable to, if you got a standing resolution on the house that could be demoed, and you keep applying for these permits, and we keep approving this owner-occupant form, and you show the inability to even get inspections done, and we keep having to return um, and resubmit for, you know, building permits, then that's showing the inability to complete the work in my mind, because you're not meeting city code or what the city code requires. And, you know, that's, that, I mean, that's not IBC or IRC. In this case, IRC, we're dealing with a residence, but that is city adopted code, which the city has written and city commission has adopted. Questions, John Reardon, on the scope of the permits. Um, was there a drawing package of any sort or a scope package that the permit was based on? You had a list or some sort of series of uh, information that says this permit is for X. You, you knew what should have been done by that. Yes. So, so there were permits that were approved. Um, yeah. Sorry, Jason Lady, Deputy Code Official, but there were there were. Uh, permits that were approved. So we went through the full uh, permitting process. And so the plans came in along with the application. They came in, our residential plans examiner, Janice Malter, reviewed those plans. She approved those plans and sent them back out to Mr. Lehman as the owner occupant to perform the work. 
Sean, if I may expand on what Jason just said. If you look at the billing permits, they are very they're varied in valuation and scope. Um, another point of mine would be, I don't think any of those billing permits that were issued were accurate in scope or evaluations. Um, there, there's rotted roof rafters that weren't identified that need to be replaced. So, I mean, the, the scope, I mean, that, that's that's one of the issues when you issue an owner-occupant. I think it's fair to say that we get more discrepancies in that than we do a general contractor for the most part. So one of these permits I'm looking at right here, the valuation was $2,500. I think everyone in the room will agree that $2,500 isn't bringing this property anywhere near to a habitable state. So I think, I I'm, don't tell you that, I think there was one that was set up, another Anyway, you get, I think you can get the gist of my point. Okay. I guess the, the question, the point of the question was, is was there a finite scope of work that somebody was going to do and was or was not completed? Yes. So, okay. So those plans were submitted, approved, and released to Mr. Lehman and Okay. It would not have been a subjective thing to say you're done or you're not done. And yeah. here's the scope of work. Now then if you said you were going to do it. You did or not do it? It did. Or, yes. Okay. Be as brief as I can be. Insulation, sheathing, windows that meet energy codes, uh, fixing the road, the carport is about ready to fall down, restructuring that or taking it off completely, uh, light fixtures, outlets, electrical, plumbing, you know, kitchen sink, everything. Okay. Uh, Chairman Scott again. Um, so, Mr. Lehman, sir, if you could respond to. Um, the, the reason for your appeal to the denial of specifically the owner-occupied permit, this last owner-occupied permit, and it, and its denial is the issue right now. Okay. That in your appeal. So if you could respond to that part of it. Okay. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying. So you want me to address why I'm appealing? Or? Why you're appealing the denial of your owner-occupied permit. Um, okay. So not just as I've already articulated to ensure that I'm able to do it later. So in other words, oh, I'm, so are, are you asking? Later is I, I, I'm talking about a different issue as doing it later. Well, and that's what I'm asking. Do I get to do uh, the, you know, the, um, the defense of, and, you know, of what he just said, or are you asking that specific question? So why are you appeal on what grounds are you appealing the denial? Oh, okay. All right. I just want to make sure. This okay. So, there are several reasons, like it's already been discussed. The first one is, um, uh, I, I haven't dealt with Jason before, but I've dealt with Brian many times. And so I have no confidence in anything that he says. So when Jason, who works in that with them in the department, says, it's okay, don't worry. Um, if you get denied for this one, you'll be okay for any others. Now, on legal device, that's not necessarily true. And so denial for one says you don't possess the abilities to do this, which leaves me open for any other that I might want to do. Not only that, it leaves me open, even if the work is completed on this property, to get another one for it. And so so that that is always open. It's nice that um, he says that. Um, I will note that it has never been played. And he, as he said, I told him it's not written down. So, you know, a contract is, is only as good as a paper that's written on. Okay. So the other one is, that's one of the concerns. That's a primary concern. The other is, in my appeal, I talked about several things. There's one is that I do have a question that wasn't addressed, although it was mentioned. 
how many permits were there? And so um, you've heard today, you've heard four, you've heard three, and you've heard two. And so, for example, uh, one item that comes up is where it says that out of the goodness of our heart on March 9th, 2022, we extended the permit so that he could get the electrical inspection from, can't remember her name, but, um, oh, Ms. French, Timber. And so, but you also notice that's not in here. Why isn't that not in here? And so mine would be is, and I just check my emails again, check the spam. I have other emails from her. I have no emails, never received a letter or anything that it was being extended. And so because that email doesn't exist, I, you know, it's not here. I don't believe it does exist. It wasn't until I wrote the appeal and I noted that I had until September that it comes up. And that seems to be a recurring theme, just like I said, how many permits is, uh, you know, are, are listed. In the original letter, it said that it was permits for 1-18-0753-119-2090 and 1210053. And now it's not. Now when we hear Brian talking, now it's only two permits. Oh yeah, we forgot, we didn't really. And so that's the kind of- oh, Pardon me, but go ahead. I don't follow. What's what's the relevance of that? What, the, relevance is, this the relevance is that when he's saying the reason we're not gonna give him another permit is because he's had multiple permits. He had four permits to do it. Well, maybe it was. Now, when he was speaking earlier, he said three. And then as he's going through, then he remembered, oh yeah, okay. Then it's two. So at this point, the argument appears to be is he got two permits and so he shouldn't get a third one. And mine is, I got two permits, one of them which was during COVID, which is an adventure in itself when you find out, you know, trying to find somebody to do something, whether it's a contract labor to help you out for achieving materials, et cetera. The second part is, and, and I'm not expecting any sympathy or anything like, anything like that, but also my wife passed away in February of 2020. So that kind of shifted my priorities of dealing with her and her illness versus the permit. And so, but later in the year, I did do stuff as they acknowledged that I requested the inspections. And so, and I mean, that's, you know, that was the first point. Uh, let's see, what's the other one here? Oh, so the other is in the letter that says the reason you're being denied is for the inability to complete the work and or follow all applicable city codes. And so as I, I said in this, which is it? One of the things is it's either and or it's or, it can't be both. And so when you say and and you say or, that means really it's neither. And so their denial, I, I, yeah, but it, it's one of them where, um, I mean, from a, like a legal point of view, it's they always tell you never do that, pick one. And so, but they did. And so for me to address it, and it's like applicable city codes, it doesn't really say that. In the actual thing, the application, it says to follow the code, not codes, code, which is the building code. And so one of the things is going back that there has been a history with Brian, and again, not trying to sound conspiratorial, but going back for example, the city commission where he presented, one of the things he said was, there's no utilities to the building. Not true. And so there are there are utilities or were utilities to the building. After the commission meeting, 
Ryan went to the water department and had the meter pulled. But there was water prior to that. So when he told the commission that there wasn't, that was not true. And that can skew, we don't know how it skewed their view, their opinion, but it may have. And that's the kind of thing that I've been dealing with as I work through these things. It's just that constant sort of, um, I would say like a bicycle or spoke in the bicycle, stick in the spoke bicycle sort of thing is once I get a run, then I got something else or where again, uh, he calls and complains about vehicles parked in the street legally, but I still have to deal with that. And it's just a constant drag while I'm trying to deal with other things. And so, like I said, in this, I, I address that. It's like, is it four? Is it three? Is it two? The other is that it's also mentioned in here. It says um, there was no work done. That's not true by his own comments. In his own comments, he says, when you go in, the kitchen's gone. Um, things have been demoed. There are, and, and in other words, things were being done. Things were being, work was being done. So when he says that there was no work being done, that's not necessarily true. And again, like I said, the electrical was, you know, uh, inspection was requested. And pardon me, you just said not necessarily true. Is it true or is it not true? Good, good point. It is not true. And so for that one, uh, overly polite, um, less accusatory. Um, it was true. Work was being done. That's not the problem. The other one, for example, is that was mentioned like some of the roof, um, uh, the raptors. Okay, well, that is over a period of time of one of the things of doing demo, when you remove the soffit, the soffit was there before, when you remove it, you're like, okay, there is a problem there. And that was one of the things that I removed it. I observed that. So that's another thing that was listed, not in an earlier um application but in a later one and so so things were identified and and that was worked on another example that he gave was he said that the varying values well if you look at the permits the varying values go with the varying you know the varying activities that were being done and so as the city's focus became on redoing the sheathing and the other stuff it changed so that was the focus of the exterior of the building that sort of thing is and as that focus changed the dollar value changes um, and one of the, you know, someone had asked about the scope of work and the drawings and on one of the permits or two of the, two of the permits, um, that was included. I'm not sure why it's not included with the packet. Um, so maybe for clarity on that, if you could go to the, the where you're talking about two and four or three and the scope, um, your first permit, your very first permit, your mm -hmm. scope. Um, was at, in 2017, as is, here's what I need for demo, here's what I need for framing, I broke them fast. Right? Um, yeah, yeah part, partially in the sense of not the, the bathroom. Um, so your first one value was? The first value was $2,500. And again, that was a period of time ago. We all know the prices have gone up. And now that permit was six months and then the defendants. That is correct. And did you? Do the $2,500 worth of work? No, I did not do the $2,500 worth of work. It was demoing it. One of the things is I do not have as much experience as, you know, you know, people who have been in the town for like 50 years. Uh, the houses that are over there south of the cemetery, a uh, majority of them like on uh, Lindenwood, Wedgwood, um, Cadet, um, are like 
um, mail order homes kind of thing, what they call them, um, where you could order them. Um, there's a lot of things that are not standard. The studs are not the regular two before studs. Um, so that means anytime you're going to replace them, you have to saw them down and, and do that or order them either one, however you want to do it. Um, the insulation, the way it's done, uh, all of it is completely different from normal um, stick built homes that I have a lot of, relatively speaking to me, a lot of experience. Um, so that was another thing that caused the time to stretch out. Um, each time you would um, kind of like lift up the board, there would be something else different underneath it. And so so that made it um, take longer. You have to do the research on it. How does that work? Um, there is another issue where, um, and I did work through with one of the city uh, inspectors, um, the front wall when I um, got the property um, to the south of the door was not attached at the bottom. The rebar or you know the bolts, you know whatever you want to call it, were gone. And so when I went to go and fix that, it was one of them where the slab does not thick enough for what was called for by code. And so I did call one of the inspectors, talk to him, and he's like, you know, just figure out how you know figure out how big the slab is, and then put in the figure up do the calculation so you get the same clamping force, but you're going to have to have more of them. And so and if it's too many, then that's going to be a problem. Come back and talk to me. Okay. So were you able to do that work on the first Yes, minute? yes. That, so, so that, that whole thing that, that wall is reattached. One of them that I was talking to him also, and his suggestion was don't get too wrapped up in the recreating the um, the studs. He said, because you're going to reattach the wall, you can just replace them. You know, for that wall, just go back, go to two of course. So and did you get a framing inspection for this? No, I did not. And did so you that offer one? No, because originally um, on that, I thought I was just repairing the damage on that wall that was flapping loose. And then as it's, like I said, it, 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 you lift this, lift this, and then I'm talking to him. Then I started doing the the, um, the whole wall, working on it. I got like two-thirds of the way through, and that was when Julie noticed it and brought up the issue and, and that sort of thing. I'm used to being like out in Lynn in Miami County back when I was growing up, where you would just, you could literally throw up a whole house. So, um so then that permit expired with no inspections? That is correct. Okay. And then you applied for another permit? Uh, later, yeah, the second permit. The second permit was issued? Right. Oh, no, it was, uh, uh, okay, so that one, the sequence, um, trying to match them up, that, I'm not sure if it was a second or third, one of them in there, um, it was applied for, and then as we started going back and forth about what needed to be done and everything, there was other stuff going on. And so at that point, that one um, was never issued. Okay, so that just... The work to be done, the valuation, and the steps to the steps needed to get to an inspection, it was never in the permit packet. So that permit was just not issued. So it has a permit number that's out there. That but it, it wasn't an actual issue. Yeah, permit. yeah, I actually have the number, but I don't. And then the third one was issued. The third, yes, the third one was issued. And your valuation on that was? I don't know. I think it was like 7,500. Or it could have been. It was seventy-five. Yeah, and at that point, you know that you need electrical. You don't have sheeting, and now you have the problem with the rafters. Yes, and so those are in your permit. Yes, I believe so. And, and so, then, what, what work? What work did you get done towards that? That was a six-month with a six-month extension. I disagree with the extension part. In other words, uh, from when I submitted and everything. In other words, a sense of it is in there, and so, but. 
by their um, own comments that I was denied. And so, so did you get the sheeting and the stuff on the walls and the framing done? Okay, and so I requested a permit extension. And so, but I was told no. And then, like I said, and then the, the inspections were denied. That was the last I heard of anything. Now, what we were told earlier is that Brian said that it, the, per, uh, the permit was extended, but I was never informed of that. If I was, I would have just called in and had them come out and do the electrical. Uh, so were you ever given one of those permit cards? Uh, yes. So what's the first square? Uh, just off the top of my head, I don't know. Probably like slab. Is there framing? I, I, yeah, I could be. I, I, sheathing. Yeah, uh, something to protect the rough end of right. the electrical. Oh, no. The the electrical, all the electrical is, is replacing the meter plug on the side of the house. What, okay, so back up for this. What happened was um, a, a branch had fallen on the, the wire. And so I called uh, the electrical company because it was charged. And so they came out and so they disconnected the wires. And so, but when they disconnected the wires, what they didn't say is instead of having them just look everything back up, um, I wasn't there when they came out. So instead of just having them hook it back up and that sort of thing is they disconnected it. Their rule is if they disconnect it where it hooks to the meter plug, that has to be in compliance and it's just, they have like a list of the certain models and all the other kind of stuff. And so that had to be replaced in order for them to reconnect the electric. But the electrical plug itself, I mean, that's an exterior electric product. So was the meter replaced? It was. And then I put it back to the old one after talking to some of the other um, contractors who said, paraphrasing in a nice way, um, if you're in that fight with them, if you didn't get inspected during the inspection period, you don't want to have that replaced out there because if they come out, they will jam you up for that. Or so, actually, they said he. But, but isn't that that was the electric company's safety guideline that you can't have this other thing, you have to have a new one. Yeah, in other words, um, if it wasn't for the electric company, the old one was fine. The only thing was the problem was the mask was broke. And so the, the actual meter plug itself is fine, the old one. So the work is done now? It, no, that's what I just said. It was done, but after listening to enough contractors warn me off, I put the old one back up because it was never inspected and I don't have a permit. In other words, I don't have a, a, a valid permit. And so their thing is- Oh, you removed it after the March 2022. Right, and so their thing was, is they, I mean, more graphic, it was basically, it's like, he's gonna F you up because you can't prove that you had that done during the permit thing. And so, and I didn't, and I heard it from more than one. And so at that point, I'm like, okay, I'll just put it back. I'll do the permit, I, and without sounding kind of silly, but it's like, I'm getting pretty good putting it up and everything. So it's like, that's not hard or anything. If you done it the first time, redo it, get the permit, put it back up, good to go. It would be. And so then you have a fourth permit application. That's correct. And the value on that is? That is the 7,500. That's still 7,500. Yeah, that's the one that I thought you were talking about just before was the final one. And so your estimate to get your electrical and your framing, your sheathing, your rotting roof rafters to bring that up to a safe 
welcoming neighborhood following code is $7,500. Right. And so, it, okay. So again, when I first did that in amount, that was with or the prices of COVID and everything kind of kicked up. I did include a listing of all the items and the prices and parts of like Home Depot, Menards, various sort of things that was included. It's not in here, but that number was a real number. In other words, when they looked at it at the time, because I, I don't remember who it was, somebody asked a question about one of the items that was in the spreadsheet and I told them and everything. And they said, okay, look it up and double check and, and all that kind of stuff. So in the moment that it was submitted, that number was accurate for what needed to be done to um, resheathe the building, insulate it, because some of it I already have, the sheathing. I have a good chunk of sheathing already at the site. Uh, the insulation is either in there or in another property sitting, um, waiting to go. And so the electrical, all of the electrical, obviously, since I replaced it, that's already been purchased. And so, I mean, all of that, those prices are all locked in for that stuff. And so... So that took us through the, if, you, if anyone else has any questions, please type it. But that took us through the four, uh, four permit applications, whether approved or not. Right. That took us through the four. And I'm, now the appeal is that, I, that you think you can do this project. And as an owner occupied without a contractor, and the city staff and office is saying, that based on over these four applications and approved permits, that no work has been, no significant work has been done. Right. And that's more or less, their argument is that, and that's what I like said, I disagree, is there's no work has been done. And then mine is work has been done and inspections were requested. And inspection. Two. Electric. Right. And so... And so, and, and that's mine. And so it, that doesn't comport with what it says in application for owner occupant. And so, and with the actual, oh, the, the IRC resident, residential code. And it's like, that was, could it have been faster? Yes. But that's, an, there's not a penalty in the code or the you know, ordinances. Or, there's not a speed penalty. And so um, demo work was done, um, which, like I said, so there, it kind of is a speed penalty because you have your permit is well, no, but I'm just saying it's not you have six months, you have an extended right. six. But months. I'm just saying is, um, like for example, each of the tasks that were you know to be done, like for example, resheathing it, that part was done. The sheathing that was on it, I mean, that's their argument is that it needs to be put back on and everything. So that part was done. You took it off, yeah, yeah. I have a question, white board member white. Just as a question for you, so if I heard this correctly. Did you have a licensed con? Did you have a licensed electrician put up your new service or your pole and your whip for the for the power company to connect to? Was that done by a licensed electrician? No, I did have electricians come out and give me quotes, uh -huh. and I, I could you know look it up. I could literally look up their names or two of them. They came out and they said, "Okay, this is how much it is. I'm not going to be able to get to this forever." So, and they said it's easy. Was it a friend of yours that put that up? For no, that was that was mine. Well, okay, but you said you had someone come and put the new unit up, and then you made the decision to remove it because it was going to. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I don't think I said I had someone. I am the one. Okay, then I apologize. That was incorrect. Okay. That was me because my understanding was that owner occupant that you were supposed to do the work. I since then found out that either you can do the work or you can sub it out. 
licensed contractors. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, is that it sounds to me like you had someone put up the new service and then you made the decision to take down no. that service. If I said that, I misspoke. I am the one that put it up. And so from talking to the electricians, like I said, both said probably do the same thing where they're like, it's that, 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 pull that off, stick the new one up, hook it up. You're good to go. And it's like, otherwise you're going to have to wait X number of months before I can get to you. But yeah, that was mine. Yeah, I think it's time to call the court. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. We're done. Yeah, so, um, no, but to be clear, you know, we did, you did say that your appeal, one was the appeal to not be able to get the denial of the <clears throat> owner occupied. Your second issue was moving forward on other permits and other problems. So that we're, we're not, we're not, we're not, the quorum isn't voting on that now. You still got a second issue. Okay. That we can address separately. Right. Well, no, that's, that has too. nothing to do with. Yeah, this yeah, uh, has nothing to do with permits doing the future. Okay. And may I speak real quick? Yes, Jason. Uh, Jason Lady, Deputy Code Official. Um, I believe, um, don't quote me on this, but I do believe that in my most recent email to Mr. Lehman that I put that in there that uh, we would allow him to have that. Um, um, you all do not have that email, but that was my most recent email to him saying that it would allow that owner occupant permit on another property in the future. So I don't believe I put that in writing. However, um, if I did not put that in writing, that is something that we would gladly put in writing because I, I think, again, we would accommodate any owner occupant on another property to be allowed to, if they're going to physically live there, if they're going to show the ability to perform the work, if they're going to do and abide by the code, we would we would allow that. You know, yeah, Berger. I mean, I, I appreciate that, but as far as the city has, is concerned, only the city commission can make those sort of statements that people can rely on. So it's that's nice to say, but it's not enforceable anywhere. Other than you know your personal character, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, um, but I think my character speaks for itself, sir, and I appreciate that statement. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not maligning you. No, no I. No, I'm so, so on the applications, is it is it five one forty six that determines when a permit is granted or not granted? That's the only thing I could find. I would have to take a look at that, sir. I couldn't answer that right now without looking at the city code what 5-146 is. I mean, you can read it to me I, gladly. It just says application for permit and to obtain a permit, you do these things and then the review, the action on an application 5-147 is the examination of what was submitted and if it just complies with yeah, those so, elements. So they, I mean, obviously a permit application is submitted, then we review um and make the appropriate comments based on our review comments or the approval um but the uh owner occupant uh comments are actually under chapter 15 of the contractor licensing program that's where those get that are there any other board questions or comments uh, ellen are we closing the discussion 
Is that, is that what you're? That's what I was implying. A little bit more discussion, and then we're we're done with that open discussion. Okay. I think we need a motion before we can close discussion. Yeah, you need a motion to yeah. close discussion and bring it back. No, no, we, we need a motion that we then discuss. Right. Can I make, right. A, can I make another quick comment? <laughs> My apologies, Jason Lady again, but uh, uh, I just want to make sure we are on Zoom and we are on the, the city uh, YouTube site. Is there any uh, public comment out there that uh, needs to be stated before we uh, proceed? No public comment, so I'll turn that back okay. over to you, Chair. So, Alan, are you making a motion to discuss? Yes, I am. And is there a second? I would second. I have a question. I, did I get a chance to finish my presentation because I was watching the clock and I didn't get 10 minutes before you started asking your question? And so I just wanted to make, you know, Brian had a chance to summation. I don't have anything else, you know, extended conversation. I just want to restate my main Okay. okay. Would you like to reset that? Yeah. And so mine is um, in the letter of the denial, the reasons that were given, uh, the city has not met their burden to deny an owner occupant permit. Um, even in the form itself, it says that the inspector determines there's a lack of ability. There was no inspector. I mean, that's one of them that's in the form itself where it says the inspector would, there is no inspection. There is no inspection form in here that says I inspected. The person has an inability to do the work. And so, like I said, it says, you know, what it says in the letter denying it and what it says in here, this the department did not meet the burden to, for a denial. <clears throat> and so um, that that's the main thing. Jane, if I could make three quick comments, Julian has stated, the work I was referring to being done was work that would come house into Apple. That was be clear about the, there's no doubt there was the side so that's like second uh it's an absolute untrue that i financed was that's not true my car our department is when we are proceeding never with this it's not like uh and thirdly, that that was September 2020 documents. It shows when that permit expired. You had that in your pamphlet. So that is absolutely correct that we did extend that permit. And when he scheduled that inspection for the electrical, it was two months past expired of January 10th of 2022. I just wanted to clarify those three comments. Okay. And so we have a motion and we have a second. Our so we can move towards, discuss. we can move to discuss or discuss. What, what was the motion for, though? Uh, the motion was to move Well, and we made sure we didn't have any public. Thank you. So now we're on board discussion. Now it's just board discussion. I don't want to start. Yeah, I think my looking at two permit groups. Um, the scope of work changes. The first one is when replace windows, replace sheeting, signing insulation, replace door. When I understand that there's a level of expertise that was, that you were surprised by the difficulty of the work. Uh, so let that sit for a second. And then the second, third permits look like it was the meter mast. Receive the walls, um, kitchen sink and bathtub replacement. Essentially, like the like 
anything about cabinetry or anything. Um, we replace switches and outlets throughout. So I guess two questions. There is a difference in scope. Um, the first one, you're doing windows, sheathing, and siding. To me, that would be a very obvious thing to see from the outside if it's completed or not. Um, and I guess this is an obvious question. Was that completed? Or is there any attempt where there was siding that was beginning to be attached or anything like that? Um, so that's the first question. Was you know, any of this work that was could be should be clearly visible? Was it done? And then was there a, a learning curve when the difficulty of the type of house at some point after the third try to realize that this is more difficult than my level of uh, competence and construction? And let's get someone professional. Or did you learn? Was there was there sort of continuing education to learn how to work on this house before issuing or applying for the Ford permit? That's our questions. Good answer. No other discussion? Oh, sorry. Do you have something? So if there is no further discussion. Just a matter of, of, of process. Doesn't sound like there's, whether a permit is granted or not granted on this property that has any impact at all on the city being able to demolish the property. That's a separate matter unrelated to this in every respect. Right. Yes. Right. So we, in fact, probably have a third issue. Well, well, that's not our issue. That's, 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 a, that's the city commission. So that's... Okay. So, yeah, it's not involved in this case. It's a third separate issue, not involved with us. Correct, correct. And so I, I looked in, you know, section 15, I didn't see anything in there for building permits. As far as application, it's licensing, licensing for contractors, not not owners and for the application i'm still stuck on 5-146 that appears to really take away any discretion that the city has for the issuance of a building permit if you simply use the form and describe your work and pay a fee and since it has no bearing whether the permit is issued or not on what seems to be the city's ultimate goal here which is the removal of the building and there's no discretion at least under 5-146-147 as to whether or not it can or can't be granted uh you know i'm, I'm uncomfortable on giving the city the authority no matter how well intended it may be to decide in its discretion that individuals and respectfully you know as unique as they may be um will or will not be eligible to receive building permits. Did you raise that again? It's, it's a long way away. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so so the, the building permit application process appears to be limited to one, for one section, which only requires the submission of a form, filling out information and paying a fee. And then if you do that, the city has to grant that permit. Mm, no, the city doesn't have to grant the permit. They can still ask for review comments. They can ask for uh, are specific pieces that other data and information as required by the building official. And it's on the application. 
Like well, the, these are the requirements. These are the boxes you have to check. Mm -hmm. There's certain pieces Correct. that can only be done by licensed professionals. And there's certain pieces that as an owner occupied, specifically for that property, if you're going to live there, you can do the work yourself. Well, that must be a different section then. Because if what this says is you identify and describe the work covered, which that's kind of nothing. Describe the land. Can I read this section real quick? Is it 146? Uh, no, sir. Which one? Um, so this is section, well, let me go back up to it. <laughs> A, B, C's, D's. Um, this is under contractor licensing. This is on 5-109 in the city code. It says the license is not required for work that is performed by an owner-occupant of a property whose, whose use is restricted to a single-family residence. The owner-occupant shall agree to procure all the required permits conform to all applicable codes and ordinances requested all required inspectors at the proper intervals and provide all the corrections as deemed necessary. And so when we talk about all the inspections at the proper intervals, all of these permits expired with no work conducted, with no inspections conducted. There is a process in the code that allows for a permit to be open for 180 days. Once you have an inspection, the permit is automatically forward 100 another 180 days. So if I request an inspection today, I'm at day 179 right now, let's say, and I request an inspection today, once the inspector comes out, whether it's pass or fail, doesn't matter, I request an inspection, the permit is automatically extended another 180 days. So now I've had a whole year. And no point during this process did we have the proper interval of inspections conducted. All of these permits expired without any type of notification. Us reaching out to them, Ms. Wyatt reaching out to him and saying, hey, your permit's about ready to expire. Silence. Right. I don't think anyone's doubting any of that. I'm not sure. So, I mean, doubting that. The goal, I mean, we've had a million success stories on, I, I say a million, I'm exaggerating because there's not a million homes here, Morris, but, uh, you know, we've had a million success stories on, on owner-occupied homes in Lawrence. Um, we've had success stories on individuals that, yes, 100%, um, they didn't know 100% of how to do so, so, so things on a structure. So our, our inspectors go out and they perform these conferences with owner occupants and say, hey, this may be the way to do it. Hey, you may need to consult an architect. Hey, you may need to consult an engineer because this is the discussions we have with owner occupants to make sure that all the applicable standards and ordinances are met. So, so I mean, wholeheartedly, we- It's not that the permit application is, is incorrect, is that he's not a proper applicant? He's not a proper applicant in the form that he showed an inability to perform the work as required by code and not getting the inspections at the proper intervals and never perform this work. And now we have this lighted house in this community at 1510 Wedgwood 
And so we denied that owner-occupant form and said, yes, our goal is not to tear down the house. You can have a licensed contractor come in and do this work and we will issue the permit. You get a licensed contractor, we'll issue the permit, licensed contractor comes in, does the remodel, all the inspections passed, approved. It's good. We issue a certificate of occupancy on the house in the end and the house stands where it stands today. Um, you know, but without those inspections, without the licensed contractor, that's that's where we stand today. I, you know, and which, which which section was it? It's on. Uh, it's kind of hard to read on the phone. My apologies, um, but it's uh, on page five dash one oh nine. Because so we're just voting on to hold the appeal or to to hold the denial of the owner occupied permit application. That there can still be another permit issued. To a licensed contractor, but the owner occupied kind of the specialty permit, the side permit for if you own and live there, because no one's lived there. <laughs> and you know, strong welcoming neighborhoods is part of one of the city that they you know, to improve the community and a blighted house isn't in a strong welcoming neighborhood it's it's not a part of that so the process is to try to get that house up to up to um isn't, isn't that a separate occupied. issue though I and mean, that's what the city well, commission's already decided so that it should be torn down that it could be torn down could be because it should be yeah but the permits being denied because the applicant is owner occupied, hasn't followed through with the last four attempts, three attempts. So the fourth attempt is denied. Future permits aren't denied. If it's a contractor, it's just not the owner occupied side of it. Right. So we're just looking at are we going to vote to uphold the denial of the owner occupied only section of this? And other permits can still be filed. On this and other properties, as we're we're saying it's a separate issue, but and the reason for denial is that no progress, no progress has been made, so no expert so no expertise has been shown that the owner occupied can bring this building long and up to code. No progress has been shown in six, almost six years. So do they have the skills to do it? And are they, you know, are they able to follow through by code? But if there's no inspections and no work done in six years over three, three permit applications, then I think that's where we're voting is that's the reason for denial. And do we uphold or not that reason for denial, the denial of the permit. And I just have to make one comment because I've heard numerous times that the city's ultimate goal is to demolish the house. That is clearly not our ultimate goal. We have the signed resolution to do so. And 
We have continued to work with Mr. Lehman for two years to rehab this house. So that is not our ultimate goal. And I want that to be known. I know it's a question that uh, you spent six years working on this property. Just, yes, sir, we have. Just, just shy. Okay, just shy. Just shy. He hasn't been able to get a building permit. He hasn't been able to do any work. Well, he's gotten building permits, but he hasn't. Yes, yes. he's right. He's gotten building permits, but he hasn't gotten any work. Has any of you been out there to see what this is? Okay. I don't know if you're giving me a you're smoking gun with us or you're smoking gun or if you really just don't know what's going on because if you can't build a little 800 square foot house and get it remodeled in six years, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, and I don't think it's our prior. I don't think it's our, our priority to aid and abet you anymore um, in pulling up these uh, permits. You should get a you should get a license permit, and there should be a time rate on it. Where if it doesn't get done, then the demolition takes place, and you can't be affected that other than just get the demolition done, or get the permit issued and the work begin. And and I'd like to just add to that, Alan. That's exactly what the demolition permit states. And to piggyback on what Ms. Westcott said. Once that deadline of uh, July 1, 2021 went by, we could have demoed the house the very next day. We did not. And quite honestly, I'm going to say this because it needs to be said, Mr. Lehman doesn't like me. At every chance he gets, he tries to discredit my reputation. I'm ethical. I'm honorable. Anything he says about me is untruthful, 100%. I've done this job for over 20 years. I've never, ever been accused of being unethical except for one person. So I think that's important to know. We've been, I've been above reproach with this man. We have dealt with him for almost six years. And we make this, this uh, discretionary calls, and you ultimately decide if we made the right call or not. That's why we're here today. We believe it's it, these applications are basically frivolous and submittal because nothing's been done. If you choose to believe that that's not correct, you will respect that decision. Well, why is there not a third alternative, though? Namely, you still have the power to call it a goal or not a goal, but we have a resolution that's in place by the city commission that says you can take this building down. And whether or not there's a building permit issued or not, you still have that power. Well, good we question. don't want to exercise that power. Mr. Lehman has told us all summer, and we ought to play the voicemail if this is where this might go, because he told us in voicemails and phone conversations, he agreed with our decision. He was hiring a contractor. He was getting backups for backups. That's clear. If we need to play the voicemail to hear straight from him, we can do that. Can I speak? Okay, so let me let me bring this down in a second. So the reason the board hears these is to remove the emotion. From right, you. right. So we're not we're not faulting anyone's character or faulting anybody's intentions. We're simply looking at the facts and has this moved forward enough to be reasonably or to 
has it significant to bringing that this house inhabitable? Has have those conditions been met by somebody who's qualified to do it, or has it not been met? And so they're not following the code, so the denial can stay. So, if you, if, you, if you can't do the work, follow the code, and by inspection prove you follow the code to finish your building permit out multiple times, then is the denial, are we saying yes, the denial should stay? Or no, the denial shouldn't because there is reason that an owner-occupied permit should be issued. Or is this is that enough reason that an owner-occupied permit should be denied? Well, I mean, purely clerically, it has to be granted unless we're saying that he's not a qualified applicant because it's not a situation where a license is not required. So a license would be required here because he's failed to show the history of success and compliance. Correct. So the building application permit is actually proper and has to be issued if he's a proper applicant. But the city is saying he's not a proper applicant as a license is required because he doesn't qualify as an individual or whom a license is not required. So we've got a lot of double negatives in there. Yeah. So it's confusing. So you have to live there and you have to show that you can do the work or that it's kind of intended as your domicile. I mean, I think it gets a little awkward because you can be a, you can do your own general contracting from dirt. So you can be an owner occupied in that regard, but it's been six years, sir. And <laughs> it's hard to intend to live there when you've obviously not been living there. So that's, that's the second qualification on whether he's applicable, whether it's applicable as a proper applicant. So again, I, I come back to on the question of denying a building permit based off the application. That's not a discretionary function by the city. That's a ministerial act if you qualify for the proper categories. And, and that's not that's we're now articulating that, that he's not a qualified applicant or maybe a well, would not be a qualified applicant because it's not owner occupied to the passage of time. And that the city believes him also not to be proper applicant because he's not a qualified non-licensed individual, <laughs> which tailors to his very point, though, that he'll never be a qualified non-licensed individual because of prior history and the reason for the appeal. At that address. Uh, I think it's tied to him. That's the weird thing. Yeah. I know what you're saying, but as far as like, you know, kind of what the record would show. Make a motion. Yes. Well, I'm, uh, hold on. Okay. Okay. Monty, I appreciate that, but uh, still having discussions. He said he cannot get another one of those building permits. On this property. On this property. But, you know, you know. Well, I think you would make you could a be a licensed contractor. I think you would sit on another property. I'd like to make a motion for those comments. There you go. Just for this. What? No, let's, let's stop. No, no. Well, I, we have to get some guidance from a liaison standpoint. Just giving guidance from the liaison, liaison standpoint, which we need to do before that motion is post discussion. Okay. And then my objection is, okay. I, I had to sit here and I, I tried to follow the rules as I understood for your bylaws. And then I have to sit here and let him 
take shots at me and I can't address. And like, here's the occupant thing is only once it's done. And so obviously I can't stay in there till it's done. There is an intent for that of going, my daughter's out. And so wife passed away, smaller house. Um, and, and mine is, I agree with what, you know, that was my point. My whole point is when you're talking about the ministerial function, it's like, and when I hear you talking about the reasons, that's not what's in the denial letter. My understanding is this is the denial letter. This is what I have to address, whether or not it's valid or invalid. And I did address that. And yours kind of has the flavor of Monty's uh, sort of thing is not with the same vigor, but um, of changing what is in a denial letter. And so, and that's my question is, I showed up here to address this. And then some of the other things that are brought up are not relevant to the denial. And so specifically in the so to keep your comments going, specifically in the denial letter, you're here to appeal which which specific stance. The, the, the two items that are listed. It flows coast public comment. I want to continue this. No, the question is whether someone seconds it. I'm not hearing a second. Yeah. Second. This got to be you got to have a I have a, a second. Do I have a second? Who's the, who's the chair? I'm the chair. So shouldn't you let her chair then? There won't be any more discussion. So he made his motion. Doing and there's been a second. No, it has to be voted on. There's been a second. <laughs> and all in favor of closing discussion by motion. Aye. 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 Two. Three. Aye. Six. Seven. Okay, so, so we're, we've closed discussion. So now it's up to voting on the issue that we have. I'd like to make a motion of vote. And we have a motion to call a vote. And we have a second. Well, we, need, we need to know what the motion is. Yes. Motion to vote. Uh, motion to vote. Motion to vote on what? Well, I think the motion would Prove be. Or deny. Okay. There you go. So, yeah, he has to say his motion is yes. to prove or deny. Thank you. Thank the you. Denial. <laughs> deny. What is, denial. What is it, denial? Are you. Uh, is your motion to deny my appeal based on these items? My motion is to deny exactly what is going on here, which is just basically that. Well, I think I think you have to. You're. I think better would call, be. You're calling. You're motioning to call for a vote. Yeah. I, I think the better. I'm not telling you no. what to say. Mm -hmm. I think the the better motion would be to uphold staff's. Okay. Okay. I'm Yeah, that's exactly. It. I make the motion to uphold the city's staff's motion to deny. Second. Yeah. A second. Thank you. And I'll call for the vote. By hand. And can we see? Uh, where do you go? Yeah. Where's Neil? Got Neil. <laughs> One, here. three, four, five, six. Oh. I would recommend Sarah Jane all in favor. Yay, with the hand up. Oh, okay. All, all in favor. Yay, with yeah. the hand up. Yay. I got the vote down. Yay. Is this yay, yay or nay? This is, this is yay with the hand. Okay. Nay is quiet. No. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six. All nay with the hand. Yay, yay. is quiet. <laughs> nay. One. So the board approves the staff's decision to deny the owner-occupied permit 
only the only archive paper. There's no other issues with this. It's our, we, uh, we voted to uphold the denial of this specific permit. And I, I know we don't do this often. I mean, the, the, the better kind of procedure to it, it actually is his appeal and we'd be ruling on his appeal as opposed to city action. So oh. we have the same, yeah. we have I'm the content of it, but it's his burden to prove things, not the city's burden to prove or, or defend anything that way. But we've, we've discussed, we've gotten to it, you know, and the decision's made. I understood there was just one one issue on appeal, though. So, yeah, one agenda item. Um, yeah. I will say as we as we walk you through this, because this is you know a process. Um, you had some other concerns that weren't specifically the appeal, but concerns that you would able be able to get a different permit down the line. And again, people's expertise changes. The address that you're gonna you may apply for later changes, and this ruling in itself is on this one application and this for this one property. And for this one moment in time. Yes, and for this one moment in time. Yeah, so it's not, and that's what I'm saying. I, I get that um, not necessarily from being reassured, but from uh, just understanding how the, you know, legally it works. That's what it is for that moment. And again, I could apply, could be denied and and it becomes a, well, it's already a legal issue, but it becomes a legal issue. And so I, I, I get that. I understand that. And I think oh, just no. as a comment, but thank you, not but, as any authority, no, but, <laughs> they're just encouraging you to use a license contractor. General I, I, contractor. I have a license. So, yeah. uh, there is a license. It's like ball construction. I have, uh, he's working on it and everything. It's one of those sort of things. And again, Jason has been helpful in that he had called and talked to him and everything i need to check back with him again because he was going to get back to me but and there is an irony in here not counting that i like i said i took well maybe I, I tore my quad in january and so i was getting ready to make a run at it and so and that was why especially when i was talking to jason it's like yeah i i can't if you tell your tear your quad you're not going to be able to reshoot the house and so i was agreeable to it and I'm almost to the point, almost, and I understand that. And by almost, I mean probably six months away. And so, in other words, I'm not ready to go out and do it. I'm still working with him, so that's not that's not a problem. But as I said, and as he pointed out, the what you know, there's a possibility to I, I know. <laughs> deny me in the future across any other properties. So oh, I'm good. All right. With that, um, appreciate so, your attendance. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, so do we have any other agenda items? We we would briefly, we, we can adjourn here on this item and let Mr. Lehman um, leave. We want to touch base with you on a, one quick item that we're going to bring to your attention that has nothing to do with the appeals, but it okay. will have to do with adoption in the future. I'll take I'll 10 minutes max of your time and we're past the five o'clock hour. Then, okay. then we'll head. So, uh, do I? Do I motion to adjourn? No, well, no, no, recess, like a recess or something. Well, no, we can just continue on. Yeah. You, you can stay, you can leave. It's well, it's fine. Fine. Yep. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he can leave. This is, this is within the board. Yeah. yeah. But it's a public meeting. Well, I, yeah, you can stay. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Um, 
absolutely right. So um, thank you for reminding me. Um, thank you. One, one thing that we want to <laughs> talk about, I don't <laughs> um, there is a, a, what's that board's name that got together committee, a board committee. There's a, there's a board that has been constructed by city, city staff oh, yeah. to look at co consolidating boards. Oh, right. One of the boards is our board with building, I mean, it's Board of Zoning Appeals and the Sign Code Board. Um, <laughs> how many are they talking about? Well, well, let me there's, tell you. There was like seven. Uh, and well, there's there's boards across the whole city, but the three we're talking about is the Board, the, the board of Zoning Appeals, BZA. That's also the Sign Code Board. They just adjourn and then take the Sign Code <laughs> Then this board. Um, we're opposed to it. If you remember, we used to have individualized boards with mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and so forth, and, and fire code. And we think condensing that board into three boards in the one is problematic from the technical standpoint that this board provides. So we are going to be opposed for for um, for, uh, for that proposal. And honestly, the consolidation into this board was a technical problem in and of itself. Yes. Yes. So um, not telling you what to do, but if you want to pay attention to that and as a as a board in general, if you want to uh, submit something in writing, by telling you to do that, that's more than your your right to do that and, and, and voice the official position of the board. If you guys can come to that conclusion. I just want to know about We have not heard about it. Yeah. It started with like HRC, it was like HRC and a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. So just in our preliminary discussion with staff, um, you know, the consideration was after today's meeting to maybe probably have some type of follow-up meeting with you all to go over the consolidation and see where the consolidation is leading with the city because we haven't got any firm answer right now of, of whether it's going forward or not. Um, but do we want to wait till that firm answer comes? Because when that firm answer comes, it may be a little too late to have a meeting to write some opposition to it, you know, so just matter. matter. Um, so I don't know if we want to put it up with some emails and maybe meet next month. Or I also would certainly discussion. Uh, suggest that we have another meeting in 2023 in the next few months, um, because our what we do a lot of the code review for if we're going to adopt the 2024 code. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's coming up quickly. Um, as we all know, because it's the three-year cycle, we haven't really looked a lot at the 2021 that we kind of skip to look ahead at the 2024, but there's changes from 18 to 21 to 24, and there's significant changes. So there's some that we haven't seen, and then there will be more in 2024. So I suggest so we start looking. Where, this, where are these people coming from? What is this community? Is, is this us so, coming off about this or what? This is, this is the direction of someone above Jason and I to look at the first the first charge was to look at do we need all these boards some boards may go away and and their entirety not this board or not these yeah I mean there's a these boards are here for a very good reason and then it was second question is can we condense what we have that needs to stay and that's where I mean it's just not this board that I mean this board doesn't have a target on its back this board is just one of, I mean, they're all being looked at, Alan. Um, I don't think it's a good idea at all. 
Um, so we will voice our um, our opinion appropriately in the right channels. Um, but I just wanted you guys to be aware of it. If you weren't, um, there's been some articles in, in LJ World, so you can check there. But um, if if you guys want to, um, you know, take it further within yourselves about you know having an official position. Um, we can obviously do a couple things. You can submit something in writing, or you can convey that to us in an email. Then we could we could use that um, that you know position as well. And then, Jason, are you the one that sets up the meetings, or is it Brian? Uh, either or, but um, Jason can do it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 for the staff liaison, so okay. it, it doesn't matter. I'm sure Brian would. So, can we put a um, scheduling request out like 30, 60 days um, to start looking at the at the new codes coming forward? I mean, they're already yeah. printing 24, 25 yeah. days. So, let me ask you this: Afternoons work best for everyone. I, I do that because it's yeah. the end of the day and you can yeah. get work done. Yeah. And then there's a good to throw out several days as options. And then what I do is I start looking at. You know, for a quorum of this, I'm looking at who can attend, and I pick the day that most people can get here. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and if we need to give more than two days, it, it's a little bit more tracking for us. I'm like, who can go here and here? But that's what that's if that's working, we'll continue to do that. Based on attendance, that seems to work. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, along with the supplemental materials, you could include um, with the new codes coming up um, is if you have links to electronic links, we can use. I mean, I know like the code itself. Yeah, especially you would probably like to look at some of them. But uh, the rest of us, I, mean, I have my own. I have my own printed books. I do. Yeah. Well, else and, and that's exactly it. It's like digging briefly before, just like Sarah Jane mentioned, we're up against the eight ball, so to speak, because we, as a city, chose not to do the 2021 codes. We were traditionally progressive we did every three years in the you know the county just went from like 2006 to 2018 i think or something so that effort that decision was made now we're going to have to play the catch up because we'll have to see the major changes from 18 to 21 see if those all carry over to 24 and then see what the major changes or see the changes of 24 are so i'm confident we can do it um but we need to jump on that um and you've already started looking at um, um, materials, right? Yes, I've already started looking at materials. Um, I think last time we spoke, I was looking into whether there was anything from the ICC that would show the changes from 18 to 21 to significant. I think a lot of it goes by trade, I, but then if there's, very there's still the IRC and IBC. What they've done in the past does not seem to be something they're continuing. Okay. Um, so I'll continue to look into that though. Yeah. If we had some meeting up. materials beforehand, it yep. would be. No, definitely. So, how quick do you want to yeah. do that meeting, next meeting? Could we schedule that out the next 30 to 60 days? So, we're looking somewhere late September, late September early okay. October. All right. We can do that. We'll get you two or three dates that we yep. think are good. We'll, we'll do a three o'clock to make maybe a three, two hour increment. Yeah, like because we don't want to be like on the week that Jason's not here and he's on vacation because yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of input yeah. from looking these over. There's a yeah. code cycle coming up. I may take a lot of <laughs> thirty to sixty days. I don't know how much vacation you have left. <laughs> That's all we have. 
historically then <laughs> go through and just identify the change or do you also you know, are you getting all this do you also identify oh. i don't know if he does you also identify the cost impact on construction of those changes. Yeah, I think you sure. Should. I mean, that's something we've taken into consideration yeah. in the past, especially with the uh, home builders. Yeah. Um, right. You know, I mean, you got to. Well, I mean, I mean, as far as affordable housing goes, it's always a shame that every code update adds another five grand to every house. Um, there'll be public discussions on those where people come in and say, or like the Lawrence Home Builders comes in and says, you know, you're increasing, but our builders say the square foot increase, you're increasing it by 75 cents a square foot yeah. if you require this. And so they come in with Beautiful. questions and comments like that. Okay. Um, I was to your question to reach on all those are public forum meetings. So we put the notice out there. We put the notice out there to the Home Builders Association. We put the notice out there to the contract. It, it's out on the website. Um, on the floor is frequent those meetings, especially when it comes to the uh, um, IRC, so the Home Builders Association. It would, just, it would be nice for the memos that mention fiscal impact to also include the fiscal impact to the community. Okay. Yeah, that would be a, that'd be a welcome change. Well, hey, Brian. Oh. Neil, did you have yeah, Brian, Jason, we still quite a ways out from the 2024 IRC even being written? I, I attended a significant change as part two of the 2021 IRC. Just I mean the 2024. I mean 2024. And um they anticipate um it being published sometime in the spring. Yes, okay. there will be some time before it's actually, but you know, I mean, typically on these things too, Neil, I mean, we probably, if if we're starting and if books aren't even coming out, uh, publications aren't even coming out until springtime, um, I, I haven't specifically looked on it as a calendar, so I won't be on it, but you know, I mean, historically we've adopted within a year and a couple of months, so July So, I mean, it would it would give us some time to look over the codes and take a realistic view at them. Um, make sure we're meeting the needs of the community. Make sure we're meeting the needs of our strategic plan, and and you know, bringing all that together in the in the one piece. So, so your plan is to get the significant changes to the last eight years. Pay them money. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Neil, were you on a were you on a different board when it was before it was all one when it was builders mechanical when there were the different boards? Were you there? Yeah, I was on the. We did the 2009 and the 2012 code. Yeah. So remember where you had like you have five contractors, there were three mechanicals, there were three electricians to yeah. kind of divvy up the work and think through it. There's like yeah. one of us each now. Exactly. I'll do the long the legal part. That's the next board meetings is is how do we want to break that up? How do we want to get that maybe some outside sources in um to help have these discussions, but the board the one that is still the adoption process that's either going to yay or nay the changes to the code. Um, and that's not saying you still can't pull some outside sources in from your 
um, specific trades, you know, to, to help take a look at these. I mean, because there's all these great ideas out there from the contractors and architects, good engineers. Yeah, you know? and our building staff will do as much as they can as well. So I would say these codes are a lot more mature now than they were then. And so the, the changes are more subtle. So, Although there are some of them coming down that are somewhat big, but uh, there's also a lot of a lot of information out there. Like when you were talking about uh, the cost to make the change, there's you know the National Association of Home Builders puts out their ridiculous number, and then you know PPPNL will put out you know data as well, and so you can. You can look at this stuff. It's not like we have to sit down and calculate it all. It's not that right. And, no, and Sarah Jane, if you want to make him the chair of the subcommittee, exactly. So moved. Thanks for volunteering, Neil. Exactly. I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> Quick news. That's you, Tim. We can vote. That's what happened to me. That's what Johnson voted you. I am. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I became aware, I think, that once a code is adopted, it is part of the public record. Okay. So anybody has access to it that needs it since it's adopted by Lawrence. That's correct. Could you find out? If that's true. That is true. Yes. So we can, you have a website down there. We can, uh, well, city clerk is required to have every city code at, okay. at, at, at their office for review. And we, 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 we will, we, if someone comes to our office and wants to view a code, we, we will do that. You know, we you, want to, what else we want to copy it. Well, that's the problem. There's a copyright infringement thing. Well, that's, see, that's where that's, I think that, 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 that kind of overdid, but I, if you could get some information about that, I would appreciate that. Clarify exactly what you're saying. Once, once, a, once a code is, or an ordinance is becomes an ordinance, okay, like a code, then it becomes part of the public domain. And that anybody can have access to that, okay? So you can get a code somehow, get a copy of it for your office or for your pickup truck or wherever you want. Well, what happens right now is we uh, we adopt when we adopt the twenty four codes, we will amend. Most likely, have several amendments. The amendments in those code sections that are connected to those amendments are the ones that we we put on the, the city website for for viewing. Now, we'll also have code the full code book in our office with those amendments for you to review. Okay. But from a um, this is that's a city attorney question, really. That's what I mean. Yeah. Do these yeah. up. We can, I, I, we can follow up. Yeah, we, we can, can follow up yes. on that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Definitely. Oh, uh, okay. There's a lot of money, guys. So, do we, do we have any other other uh, agenda items? Do we have a? Sorry to throw that out on you. We have a motion to dismiss. Yes. I have a motion to dismiss. And do we have a second? I'll second. Yeah, well, all right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All in favor. Aye. Aye. Put the fingers up for that one, Steele. Thanks, Neil. <laughs> <laughs>